Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough, and we have a special guest today. We have a Twitch streamer, a podcaster, he goes by Jules the Human, and he's also the host of the Nerdy Things podcast, and Everything is Fine, a Good Place podcast. Uh, how's everybody doing? Doing, doing pretty good. good. There's a great, a great appeal of living right by a fucking airport is you hear planes all the time on my side. Oh no! Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Fine. I love it. It's great. No one comes here Everything for quality. Everything is fine. <laughs> Everything is fine. Yes, back. for sure. I used to work at an airport, and like, yeah, that that was a big thing. <laughs> it was like just planes all the time and super loud, and yeah, it was intense. I live about ninety five percent of my life in my apartment wearing like soundproof headphones, <laughs> oh, so geez. I just forget about it all the time. And then like any time I have to record, I hear all the stuff on like a playback, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I regret it. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, I'm doing great too. Yeah, Fantastic. not near anything loud. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That was> always good. <laughs> Every time I think about airports, it reminds me of the movie The Terminal with Tom Hanks. What a- oh. Out of all the airplane movies, <laughs> especially a few movies literally called Airplane, <laughs> and why is The Terminal the first one that comes to your mind? <laughs> I don't know. It just is. Uh, but we don't have to go down that road. Uh, Snakes is- on a plane is mine. So There, there you go. <laughs> Nice. How about you, Brian? We got to get it before we move on. Airplane with Leslie oh. Nielsen. <laughs> yeah, that's a fantastic pick. That's a good one. Uh-huh. Um, but Jules, the human, uh, we got to learn more about you, our guest. Sure. In fact, where did that handle come from uh, before we dive into like your Twitch streaming and podcasting career? Oh, so I when I decided like I wanted to pursue like content creation i guess in in college i was like i want everything to be the same i want it all so like if you look at look me up anywhere you can even google jules the human or jules the human.com i have that uh but on all social media it's jules the human j-u-l-e-s the human and <laughs> i made like a song like offhandedly just made like a song from it comes from like adventure time yeah <laughs> just I to knew. say that just nice. to say that yeah <laughs> it's from adventure time and i made like a song about me and my cat so it was like i can't even i don't even remember the song it was just like jules the human and athena the cat because that was my that's the name of my black cat so i made like a little tune and i don't know it just stuck and i was like i'll just use that that's fine jules the human <laughs> and then it became like a whole thing and then now it's like it means a whole lot more and i was like wow i didn't know that was going to come from that so essentially that's where it came from. <laughs> Very cool. No, I'm glad yeah. I got to ask that question. Uh-huh. All right. So what came first, Twitch streaming or podcasting for you? Oh, man. So I've been podcasting for a really long time. I just started Twitch streaming in March of this year. So I've only been Twitch streaming for about five or six months. Um, I'm podcasting for a couple couple years, actually. I started off with my dad and we started with e- the Texas Music Spotlight podcast where we did like a... Uh, interview podcast with, uh, musicians around Texas. Cause I'm a musician. My dad's a musician. So we would interview people and then they would play on the show and stuff. And that's kind of where it kicked off. It's called the SA sounds now because I live in San Antonio, Texas. So it's SA sounds. So we do more local stuff. And then, uh, I got on Reddit. I was like, I want to do more podcast stuff. Like I was just breaking out of my shell and I was like, I love this podcasting. I love this medium. I just dove into it. Like when my dad first told me, I want to start a podcast. I was like, what's a podcast? I didn't know what it was at all. And uh, yeah, from there, it just grew. I just looked up all these podcasts. I was like, oh my God, everyone has one. This was like a couple years ago. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, geez, this is a whole thing. Wow. And then I was like, I want to do more of them. So I found these guys uh, on the internet, which is really funny. Uh, I found them on Reddit. 
and I met Kevin and Tim, and now we do the Nerdy Things podcast, and we uh, just talk about movies, TV shows, gaming, and all that stuff. Uh, and then we started another one, the same group of guys, us three. We do Everything is Fine, a Good Place podcast, talking about the NBC hit TV show, uh, The Good Place, with Ted Danson and Kristen, Kristen Stewart. St- or wait, no. Kristen, Kristen Bell. Bell, what the? <laughs> Twilight. Now I'm just look, thinking of a Twilight. All these things. It's a um, but yeah, crossover. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that's mainly my podcast stuff with uh, the Texas Music Spotlight. We were featured in Texas Monthly, uh, which is like Ooh. a big deal here in Texas and uh, in 2017. And and I've gone Congrats. to do like podcasting like professionally for for some people and stuff so uh podcasting holds a special place in my heart even though like i'm doing mainly twitch streaming right now that's so cool okay so that leads me to my next question i'm personally trying to get into twitch streaming myself and it's after many years we started this podcast (laughs) god damn i don't it's basically going up five years ago (laughs) and the thing is we started the twitch channel around the inception of the podcast so the what's going on here is I I'm basically trying to become an affiliate and I'm like it doesn't seem that far out of reach but for listeners that are unaware there's four criteria you have to meet at least as sure. of now I'm pretty sure it was the case for the longest time since they uh, launched it in 2017 but one of the criteria is you need 50 followers you need three concurrent average v- viewers you need to stream for like a certain number of hours uh, i think it was eight hours and then you have to stream for a certain number of days uh, like on different days for like seven times sure. so i am the thing is i was thinking to myself the biggest hurdle of those uh, criteria the three most concurrent? likely Either that or the 50 followers for people who are just starting out. Um, I look, and it was very fortunate. I happened to be streaming before I even had this idea. I was uh, just doing a random stream. I recently got the HD uh, 60, the Elgato, Elgato. capture card. Uh-huh. And yeah, I watched, that- I watched some of your uh, streams of... Uh- Breath of the Wild. Oh, very yeah, cool. I'm so yeah. grateful. That's what I mean. I was saying on a previous episode that was going to happen, and I usually just lie straight out to our listeners. So I didn't lie, and I was playing this game, and you song happened to tune in. I was super flattered because I'm a big fan of his stream and just having him on our show in the past. Um, but he ended up following us, and I was like, oh, that's so uh, refreshing. And then I happened to look, and we're at 49 out of 50 followers. Oh, I'm like, awesome. holy shit. So at that point, I'm like, all right, I, we should just do this. And I yeah. went online. I got a couple more friends to give us a follow. So we're already past that. Um, at the rate I'm going, I'm going to get the other two criteria. And yes, what you suggested is the three concurrent viewers uh, on average. So, But the thing is, we have a decent following. In the past, when we were streaming, uh, we would stream episodes live at one point. And I do want to get back to that, but it is kind of uh, taxing on my PC. But I do have a better laptop at this point. So mm-hmm. it's something I do want to play around with. Sure. But we... we each of the hosts would take turns playing various games and stuff. And there were, were times where you'd get like a good, like 10 people viewing in, not necessarily everyone was engaging, but like, I think we could easily overcome this and it'll be sure. an exciting thing. <laughs> Our voices are very soothing and tend to put people to sleep. Oh, oh yeah. God. <laughs> no, I, one of my, <laughs> one of my, voice. uh, <laughs> my, one of my moderators was like, uh, she was watching and then she typed in the chat, like, Hey, a bunch of times that are like, Hey, talking. And then, uh, it was like an hour we didn't hear from her and then she was like oh my god i fell asleep your voice is really soothing and i was like oh uh, <laughs> thank you i think and she's like uh yeah uh yeah i'm here uh, i'll but, take uh, it yeah <laughs> <laughs> very good 
Um, but yeah, so that's something that I'm interested in getting involved with. Uh, can sure. you maybe elaborate on your journey with becoming an affiliate? And uh, do you have hopes to being a partner or are you a partner? Um, so right now I am definitely an affiliate. I started in March. So so when I started, because I, I was super into content creating. I'm super into content creating on all platforms. Podcasting, I told you I did it for a couple of years already. I started a YouTube channel uh, about a year and a half ago that went really well. And I wanted oh, to nice. do s- the next step. And I wanted, I knew what, like, I knew how to do it. I know what I'm doing, you know, cause like I help people with social media. I like, uh, do all that stuff for companies sometimes and all that. So, so I knew how to be successful, I guess, sort of. And I knew the steps. It's just actually doing it. So, uh, February, I got, a PC from my friend. I bought his old PC and I was like, you know what? <sighs> I want to start Twitch streaming. I was like, I bought it for Apex Legends because Apex Legends oh, was yeah. what looked fantastic. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. I started watching streamers. I started watching Ninja. Ninja was like my main streamer. I was mm-hmm. like, what is, what's Twitch streaming about? What is this about? <laughs> Cause I was like, I'm a YouTuber. Hey, yeah. I'm doing YouTube videos. But then I was like, wait, what's Ninja doing? What is this? Mm-hmm. So I got, I got watching him and I was like, Oh, this is really cool. And you can interact at the same time with people. Yeah. It's totally different than YouTube. And I was like, Oh, this is really interesting. And I was like, okay, I want to play for Apex. I want a PC for Apex Legends. And then I was like, huh, do I want to start Twitch streaming? And I already had the camera for, and I already had microphones because of podcasting because of, you know, we did live shows sometimes on Facebook as well. So I already had all the equipment, just needed a PC. And this one's pretty capable. It's a gaming PC. And I went into it with the things in mind because I'm like super analytical. I like to do, or I like to know everything about it before I do it. Like if I'm going to buy something, I know everything i've seen 20 review videos on it and then i purchase it so that's how (laughs) i kind of went into twitch streaming i was like okay how do i get a twitch affiliate i kind of want to make money on it if not that's fine but i kind of want to be you know get to that point at least twitch affiliate so i can get some like uh uh little emotes and stuff i just wanted emotes that's That's where i was (laughs) that's the whole thing is (laughs) when i started this thing was like oh my gosh i i actually went online and was like oh what are the dimensions i'm gonna make a little emote and i'm like yeah. i go to my account i go to upload it i'm like fuck where do you upload this and then everyone's <laughs> like you can't you gotta be an affiliate and i was like yeah. oh so that's literally what started this whole yeah uh, like quest for me too that's hilarious <laughs> i wanted the emotes and i wanted the little cup with like bits and stuff yeah. so if you oh, see yeah. me if you see my streams my cup is like really big because i love just watching things like drop into the cup because i i saw streamers have it and i was like oh i want that <laughs> but definitely yeah so i started on march 1st and i was like all right i'm gonna get everything ready gonna learn how to do it right stream labs all that stuff gonna learn and then march 1st i'm gonna start it and yeah, I, I had zero people watching. <laughs> like there was nobody watching, but I kept talking. That's one thing, uh, I guess a tip that I can give to anybody wanting to do it is just keep talking, even though if it's to yourself and hide the viewer count. I still don't have the viewer count in view, uh, whenever I stream. I put it off somewhere. I hide it. I whatever, because I know whenever I see a low count, I start acting different. Mm-hmm. Or if I yeah. see a zero, oh. If I see zero, I'm like, oh, where, where are the people? Come on, come on. And oftentimes, the number is wrong. I don't know right. if uh, y'all know that the Twitch, it, it updates like every 10, 15 seconds or so. And it's often wrong. So, like, seeing those low numbers, I, I learned 
that I act very different on stream. So I was like, Ooh, I'm not going to put it anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that, that really helped me. And I, I got Twitch affiliate within three weeks of starting streaming. Wow. Because, very good. Yeah. It, it, I was very fortunate because I, I already had the audience. I, I was like, Hey, YouTuber, I'm, I, this, I'm starting a new thing. Hey, I'm um, podcast. Check out my Twitch stream. I went to all the different venues, all the different places that I had already grew. And I was like, Hey, I'm trying this thing. I don't know. Maybe you'll like it or whatever. And I sent it every time, every time I went live, I sent all the links to all of my friends personally. <laughs> I just went, Hey, check me out, please. If you can just leave it open, that's fine. Yes. Often just leaving it open helps just having that lurk, whatever. And I was fortunate to have to get it in three weeks, but it was very difficult. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's, I think the three concurrent is the, that I mentioned it because that's the one most people have problems with. Yeah. Just getting your friends in there and getting even family members. I had my, my dad, my mom leave it open while I was going. And sometimes I would check the number. And if the number was less than three, I would try and change something or I would stop streaming. Cause that was the, that was a tip someone gave me as well. If you see that it's low and it's low for more than 20 minutes or so, then, you know, consider stopping the stream, going, picking it up tomorrow because it, it does work on averages and that, that can kind of beat it a little bit, but yeah, right. I don't know. Okay. No, all very good advice. And I appreciate that. It's funny that you mentioned when it hits zero, how like you might act differently. I know oh, yeah. I just go completely silent and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, and, and what you also said about the numbers not being accurate necessarily. One thing I, I have a really bad setup and I do intend on optimizing it. But one thing is it's on my laptop. I'm a little bit far away. I'm trying to see if like chat is updating there. And, Mm -hmm. but then I'm also just playing a video game. So I'm in the middle of Breath of the Wild. A chat thing goes by. I don't realize it. It's our friend, a friend of the show, Jeremy Dubs. He was talking to me. Mm -hmm. I completely miss it because I think the viewer's at zero. So I'm completely silent. I see his chat. Then like maybe a couple minutes go by and I see it. And then I start talking and like, like engaging with him and like mm-hmm. it got me like talking of again just because someone was there and yeah. then I think he was gone by that point so I was like fuck <laughs> me so there's very much like uh I I agree I'm gonna try to ignore the number of viewers and just oh, yeah. kind of be entertaining yes exactly it's I'm there to be friendly and hopefully engage with people I think that was that was the most difficult thing for me and trying to figure that out and it took a while to figure that out because I you know, I want to, you know, you want to be with a lot of people. You see streamers have thousands of people watching their, their chat never dies, whatever, but you have to talk and give reasons for people to talk back. You have to like ask questions, even there, if they're up in the air, sure. If no one answers. Okay. That's fine. But uh, you got to keep asking those questions. Oh, I remember this, tell stories, you know, think about different things. You're, uh, I have the philosophy and I think why I'm, doing so well so you know for just doing it for five or six months it's because i put entertaining first over playing games well or having fun playing the game i want to entertain them and if they're entertained and i'm constantly checking chat i that's my main thing like i'm looking at chat more than i'm probably looking at the game because i want to cater to them they they're they're part of as much part of it as i am and i can not you know i can play bad i'm fine with playing bad sure but i want to have it entertain somebody 
that's part of the entertainment is playing bad sometimes. And yeah, that's for sure. good advice to just be more aware of the audience and less like, I'm very much more like, I'm just playing the game. And it's like, you guys are here <laughs> yeah. to watch. But it's like, no, I'm here to engage with you guys because you're, you're spending your time with me. Yeah, because I see like, you know, smaller uh, Fortnite streamers or something. And it's like, oh, I, I'm really good at this game. Let me be good at this game and then silence and it's like yeah. okay yeah you can be good you're probably really good but like nobody's gonna watch if just because you're kind of good we have big streamers that are good and entertaining so you got you got to step it up a little bit or do something different be unique somehow well it's a different it's a different like medium where if you want to yeah. see like some of the best players or like the best speed runs or definitely our speed runner streamers who practice mm-hmm. the same game over and over again, but that's more for sure. the speedrunning community. It's kind of niche. But if you want that, if you just want to see a very professional gameplay, like that's what a lot of the YouTube videos are, or just like video guides showing you, like, yeah, uh, yeah, to get yeah. 100% in this area, do this, 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 and this. And you don't, some of those you don't even need audio for. Like, you can just watch the gameplay and not have the person. Yeah. So it doesn't matter who's playing it. But with Twitch and with streaming, it has to be, you have to be an entertainer. Like you said, it is a different. Mm-hmm different medium than just a video of uh, skilled gameplay and for and sure I, I definitely do think that y'all have a leg up on anybody that's just started starting to stream right off the bat because you know how to talk we we've been doing <laughs> podcasting for a while well okay i'm gonna assume y'all know how to talk <laughs> well, <laughs> well we definitely yeah. stumble no 400 but, episodes that disagree with you yeah <laughs> no but yeah y'all like we know kind of how to to do this we're 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 comfortable in front of a mic and and you know we're adding the element sometimes of you know being in front of a camera as well but uh i couldn't have you know i couldn't have succeeded so fast and become twitch affiliate if it wasn't for the years of podcasting taking out my stutter from my talking taking out the ums taking out the us and the the time that i spent being on camera and on youtube being jules the human on youtube hi hello this is jules the human here we got uh we're talking about black panther today whatever you know and and all those things add up to being successful on twitch now so it's a culmination of everything really and i think y'all have a have a good shot at it thanks oh man i appreciate it yeah this path to affiliate is a new quest of ours and i think Mm -hmm. and i appreciate your advice on this and to your point about being unique that's one thing that i admire the most about you song stream is he's got a fucking piano right or not piano (laughs) but like a keyboard next to him and he will when he gets a new subscriber sing a little like improv song to them and it's so engaging and entertaining and wholesome and he's one of the most entertaining streams streamers i've met and it makes me want to do something similar because i too am a musician so it's cool to hear that you are as well but the thing is i don't want to well first of all i'm not a pianist or any and don't even own a keyboard so i couldn't like rip them (laughs) off in that way and have no desire to but i do play guitar and it's like maybe i should like do a little ditty on an acoustic but i'm like i don't necessarily want to rip off his whole vibe but one thing i do well, one thing that I just recently got into this year is I purchased a drum kit and I'm thinking like for just some off special streams, I might do like a drum stream of like somehow sync up the music uh, with me just like fucking around because I'm very much like beginner to intermediate self-taught drummer. So sure. it's nothing special, but I think it'd be fun to get people's feedback and like just jam out to some songs. Oh, well, yeah. actually it depends on which ones Twitch will let me. Um <laughs> 
and there's like a ton of there's a ton of streamers that do just music and that's really cool uh one of my friends uh Shwati, it's on my like stream group uh he like he does like a I don't know how to explain it. I guess he mixes audio and he, he has like a piano there and he, you know, I, I don't know if it's garage band or something, but he like makes beats and stuff. So like he does some streams where he's just making beats and then mm-hmm. there's chat and there's a video on him. So like, and, and I follow like this really big drummer that just drums and plays music. Uh, you know, he has a, an elaborate setup and stuff. So there is definitely a, a place for music and, and anything really on Twitch, which is really cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I think it'd be cool to like bring both of those into our stream if we can. Twitch is mm-hmm. really opened up by adding like the creativity uh, category. Uh, there's a talk show category. There's just chatting where you mm-hmm. literally just sit there and talk to your chat. Um, oh I, yeah, I think there's one that is just podcasting, like a different category. So they've opened it up to a huge market. And, uh, a lot of the a lot of the streams I watch now are actually just animators who are animating little cartoons or snippets oh, or something. Oh, that's awesome. Uh-huh. So, it's greatly expanded beyond just uh just video games. So, you can do a whole bunch of stuff. Hell, you could probably do your uh record lathe stuff or your record making yeah. stuff, dog. Oh, for sure. Uh, that's the thing. I got to <laughs> get it up and running. I'm so close. I will give an update on that when it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I'm excited. It's just like I said, I feel like for anyone starting like, "Oh, I just made my Twitch account today." It would be like a hurdle to be like, "Now I need to get 50 followers." It was just so funny that it's like, we've done this for five years. I barely pay attention to our Twitch account. And I always mm-hmm. lie to our listener being like, oh, we're going to do it. And we never do. Uh, <laughs> but here I am. And I'm like, oh, 48 followers. Now we're over the the hurdle. We can do this. I I hope. Yeah, I think three weeks we might be able to pull this off as well. Sure. So listeners, stay tuned. That And tune into the Twitch stream. It'll help out. And like... Uh, it's kind of difficult. It's more difficult when you come in from like under it. So like if you just started taking it serious, but you've been doing it kind of haphazardly, like uh, you're at one concurrent viewer or whatever, it's a little bit harder to do that. And that's why I knew I was like, I have to start off with this goal in mind. And I'm like, boom. Okay. Because I knew if it was low and I had to go up, then like uh, rather than just starting off at like, oh, I have no hours clocked in. Let's try it and get everybody. Let's talk to everybody. Let's, you know, I was messaging people on Facebook, sending them a link, sending, texting my friends every time, texting my parents, texting my family, and just trying to get them in just to get that concurrent because that was the hardest one for me. Mm -hmm. It's super difficult. I think that'll be our hardest as well. (laughs) I I know it. I think something a lot of people don't count on is uh, time zones and when you do something is a make or break deal. Like I've seen plenty of stuff saying like for Facebook, the best hours are between 1 and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Mm -hmm. then for like Twitter, it's best at like 7 to 9 p.m. for Twitch is this. So you could just you could be doing everything perfectly fine and just be doing it at the wrong time and it Mm -hmm. just might not work out. So and I'm also worried about uh other more popular streamers just like with their regular audience like most of them would never give the smaller guys a chance so it's just like mm -hmm. i don't know you never know i I mean yeah you never know there's uh they i think twitch released a study in march of this year that they said there's 15 million daily concurrent viewers of twitch so there there's really you know there's there's viewers out there like i i I don't know. You just got to figure it out, figure out what makes you unique and utilize that. And there are people that do scroll to the bottom. I think the the one thing that that 
you know, is difficult is getting the one viewer because I personally and a lot of people are more likely to go into a stream if there's at least one other person. Like you, you see the big, you know, open area. Okay. These are all the streams. Every, these are all the Fortnite streamers. Okay. Who do I want to watch today or whatever? And you go to, okay. Well, uh, this person has zero and the, all these people have zero. Uh, I don't know if I want to. You know, you're more likely to go to the one with one, even if you have to leave it open on your phone or something, try and have at least the one, because I think that's just, that's the small hurdle that can help immensely. Cause if the people do see that zero, even though it's, it might be zero, it could be just your laptop, your, you know, side laptop or your mom's laptop open with your stream open. I think yeah. the zero to one is the biggest hurdle. And then after that, it's a little easier. That makes sense. It's like mental stuff with people being like, oh, yeah, I won't join unless there's someone else with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's one thing I wanted to ask, I guess. What kind of games do you primarily do on your stream? Sure. Um, so I really went into the mindset, like when I started, I wanted to do story driven games. I wanted to make like memories with people and we have, and it's been fantastic. We finished like to finish a game on stream with people is so much more fulfilling than just doing it by yourself. And I didn't know that. And that was one thing that I love about Twitch is fi finally finishing a game. I think the first game that we finished together was Bioshock. Mm. I love Bioshock. I love the Bioshock series. I have a Bioshock infinite tattoo uh, and finishing it together with people and like having that little celebration, it was like, oh man, this is a lot better than just doing it by myself. Hell uh, yeah. <laughs> so we finished a few games. We most recently were going into, uh, the second Arkham, Batman uh, Arkham, Arkham series City. games. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to start Arkham City next week. That's a good uh, one. A couple weeks ago, we finished Arkham Knight. That's the first one, I think. Uh, right? Arkham Asylum is the first one. Arkham Asylum. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. We finished that one. Um, so I try to do more story games because I do love story games and I, I want to, you know, have that feeling, that, that feeling of finishing something. But I have, because <laughs> a lot of my followers want me to play games like Fortnite, games like Apex, mm -hmm. uh, today's stream earlier, we played Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, oh, yeah. So those games are fun. I'm really bad. When I got my <laughs> PC, <laughs> when I got my PC, that was the first time ever I started playing PC games on keyboard and mouse. So it's, I'm still not the greatest, but, mm -hmm. uh, getting better at building on Fortnite. So we, we play, we've been playing some of those. Um, have y'all played any of the Lego games? Uh, one or two. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I played like, yeah, I, that's the one I played. I played Lego Star Wars like a long time ago, mm -hmm. like on PlayStation or something. And I was like, Oh, these Lego games are on sale on Steam. Let me pick some up. And yeah. I was like, oh, these aren't, this isn't that fun. This is hard. <laughs> so kind of tough. I bought a bunch. Yeah. They're, they're kind of tough. They don't really give you any, you know, it doesn't really tell you a whole lot about where to go, what to do. And I'm like, oh, wow, I'm trying to do it on stream. And I'm like, no, this isn't working. <laughs> so I bought a whole bunch of Lego games that I'll never play on stream because <laughs> <laughs> they were on sale. I, we started, uh, Lego Marvel Avengers and it was like, Oh, this is difficult mm -hmm. and it's not fun. I'm just, it's just difficult. Yeah. And you know, they, they can't really help. They can only help so much. I can't help myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but right now, and I was gonna, you know, change it up a bit from, I guess your, your normal thing. Like right now we're looking for more 
some for some suggestions on what story games we should play next. Oh my gosh, uh, I have one for you. <laughs> oh yeah? <laughs> yes. All right. Awesome. Well, it's I'm curious if you've already played this or if someone else has recommended it, but sure. it's going to be pretty cliche for our listeners coming from me, but the Life is Strange franchise, <laughs> oh, it's geez. phenomenal. I I heard a lot about it. I've heard the name a lot. Mm. I don't know what that is. Oh lord. <laughs> then just literally oh, go no. in blind. I okay, all I have all I will tell you is there are three games that exist. There is Life is Strange, then there is Life is Strange Before the Storm, which is a prequel. And then there is Life is Strange too. The, the only life, thing is, is it is it like story based? Is it like a hundred percent story? Okay, okay. It can't get more story based than this. And I feel <laughs> like gameplay. this is the one that will really be gripping for both you and the audience. Like, oh, wow. we've done full blown spoiler casts for all three games. We are obsessed. It's it's well, compelling. Doug. That is well. I'm not, yeah, I was gonna say I can't uh, lump Brandon into this because <laughs> he's the very uh, he's the devil's advocate amongst okay. us. I but like the it. The rest of the animal. podcast is pretty emphatic. I don't know, Mark and I. It's mainly it's me you and Mark. Mark. <laughs> but yeah, no, Life those is games. Strange. I'll check are, it out. Is it like on Steam or something? Yeah. Yes. All yeah. of them are available on Steam. Yes. All right. I almost would, uh, Bren. What do you think about saying start with Before the Storm? The prequel? no, because then you could no. no. Okay, yeah, play it in the order they came out, which is Life it, is Strange, yeah. Before the Storm, Before and then the Storm two. is chronologically before the first one, but you won't okay. have any of the context for the characters oh, okay, or okay. any of that. So you really need to play that. Good point. Second, at least. So they're they're on like ep- they're episodes. I'm looking at the, yeah, they're <laughs> looking it up on Steam right now. But okay, the first episode is free, so yeah, first that's oh, definitely just a dive thing. right in. It's like a yeah, DMR. they they yeah. are all about the cliffhangers. In fact, some of the cliffhangers were so intense, I had the controller drop out of my hands. Like I was shocked. <laughs> like this shit was insane. Wow. Okay. Doug, you might, yeah, we'll, Doug, you might be hyping okay, it up well, then I'll, a little too much. I'm not. I'm no, 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 I think that, Jules is going to be like, whoa, I am so glad you guys brought this to my attention. Sure. And I think his stream's going to blow up even more. No, I'll, I'll be like, okay, uh, as suggested by Almost Better Than uh, Silence, <laughs> we're going to try yeah. this one out today. We'll try it out uh, next week. So this oh coming week, we'll try it out. It was It's you free, so why not? Yeah, the first episode. Super cool. <laughs> That's really cool. Because, like, yeah, we... Uh, I've been I've been playing a lot of Fortnite because a lot of people want Fortnite, Apex and stuff. And uh, you know, this week we're a lot of my viewers were like, "When are you going to play another story game? When are we going to get another?" One? I was like, "Yeah, you know, I think it's about time we we dive into more story games." So we're going to start Batman, and then uh, Yu Gi Oh Duel Links oh, was free. <laughs> it was free on Steam. Yeah, because uh, we're uh, today on stream we're looking up uh. Like new trailers and stuff. We're like, oh, what, what should we play next? All this stuff. And then I was like, well, look what I just got. <laughs> and it was like Yu Gi Oh! Duel Links. It was free. Nice. Like God. the old one. I was like, oh boy, with Yu Gi Moto and <laughs> Joey Wheeler. Hey, <laughs> So yeah, we're, we're going to play that, Batman, and then uh, Life is Strange, it seems. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I influenced this. This is great. No, <laughs> I mean, your enthusiasm for sure. I it's, it's That's all. Yeah, I'll check it out. People know this about me. Yeah, um, you need to find that like, good balance because you can have games that get, are too story based and go on for way too long, or you can have some yeah. games that are just aren't at all. And like, I love Binding of Isaac. I would recommend a hell out of that, but it's mm-hmm. pretty much skill based. There's really not much of a story. Yeah, yeah. That's why that's why I'm staying away from like bigger games like 
Final Fantasy and stuff, because mm-hmm. if you're just watching and, you know, we're mid-game and you're like, oh, let's see What's what Jules happening? is doing. It's like, oh, yeah. this is a lot. That's why I, like, sort of stuck with, like, Fortnite and stuff, because it's super easy to just jump in and whatever and mm-hmm. all that. But people people do, like, story games and want to follow and join in. Yeah. Yeah, they're some of my favorite games. I would personally recommend uh, Oxenfree. It's uh, kind of a... Oh, size. we beat that. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's one of it's my so favorites. Good. And it's like short enough where you can like knock it out in one or two streams. Oh yeah, we we finished it in one night. It was free on Epic Games Store, yeah. I think, uh a couple months ago. And it looked interesting and I was like, oh okay, and and uh there's multiple endings and stuff, but like mm-hmm. we got one and I was like, Wow, this is really cool. And it was super it was super good. Yeah, that's yeah. Along those lines I really dig that. I like I dig cool. those stories. Mm-hmm. Oh man. This is reminding me, it's like, I just had a huge flashback of the games we used to play on our stream, Bren. Uh, Talisman Digital Edition. Yo, it, Talisman. It, came, it came from space and ate our brains, which that, that was old good. school. Uh, Fuck Talisman. Uh, that was really good. Um, oh, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, I also played Ori in the Blind Forest, Axiom Verge. Like, there were some fucking great games. I really do. I think that's why we have 50 followers and <laughs> as many views as we did, because we were doing some cool games. And I guess it does, if you're playing the interesting games that people want to tune into, that helps as well. But since we were just talking about the games you've been playing on your stream, let's also get uh, what games Bren and I have been playing uh, sure. recently. Uh I, not too much for me. I will just go ahead and say it, it's been just Breath of the Wild on stream. Uh, it's very good having this capture card. I've been looking forward to it for a long time and things are going smoothly. There was this one setting though where I was like having some really bad lag and it happened to be the stream you song tuned into. So I'm like, and I asked him, I'm like, is lag bad? He's like, no, I don't think so. And I'm like, it really was. Uh, but the thing is, if you're in, I was, I'm using Streamlabs OBS, and I guess yeah. that's what the majority of people use these days. It's so streamlined and really good, and oh, it yeah. gives you the ability of all these little like widgets and themes and stuff. So like, just to start off with like all that like in house, I was like, man, I feel like yeah. a professional <laughs> for sure. Definitely so, recommend when when I first started, I had not like I'd done YouTube editing, I did that like on Adobe and all that, but I was like, I want to do live, okay. OBS, that's what everybody's talking about. Okay, let's open up OBS. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. what is this? <laughs> it's not user friendly. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a whole new game that I would not stream ever. Uh <laughs> trying to figure out OBS. It's too super complicated. I was like, okay, because I'd never done it. And I watched a bunch of tutorials and I was like, this still does not seem easy to me. Where where's another option? And I looked up Streamlabs and that's what I used to this day. I was like, wow, this is so simple. You want something? Find it super simple words boom there it is you want to do something commands and all that so it's it definitely recommend Streamlabs if you're starting and we both use it so mm-hmm. definitely, definitely really good it's it's great uh the problem i was running into and there's actually two different issues that i'll mention and sure. if for anybody who happens to be running into it which i doubt you are but anyway there's like when you uh set up like the source for your elgato and like are picking like the different like where the video is coming from from the switch or your ps4 or whatnot there's two different settings there's one that says like elgato something or other and then the other one that says the same thing but then like parentheses like video one and i had picked the other one and by doing so i was getting some weird lag shit but, but if you pick the video one one, you won't have that problem. But then another thing that I think the reason I was having trouble with the stream with you song is 
the laptop I currently have only ha- has one uh, USB port that is like mm. the older model, like the or yeah, it's like one. 2.0 USB 2.0. point, but it's but it, it's technically 3.0, but it's like the old uh, model, uh, like like size at least. Mm-hmm. But then on the other side, I have two USB Cs. So I was like, okay, the Elgato HD60 has a USB three, like in the old size that I like. I have to dedicate to that thing. And in order, I also have a blue snowball for my microphone. So I'm like, okay, I want to plug that in. And that's an old one. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a USB 3 hub. And I did that, uh-huh. plug that in. But the thing is, I think by utilizing that hub, there – or no, no. The hub is working. Okay. Uh, for some reason, at one point, I was using a 2.0 hub. And it was just like I was getting no uh, feedback. So I eventually made a trip to Best Buy, upgraded to a 3.0 hub, and sure. things are fine. So it was just kind of a little bit of a nightmare to even mm-hmm. getting started. So I feel like anybody getting into streaming will know, like, you need all the right equipment, and that can be kind of a hassle. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I definitely want to start streaming on uh, Switch. I haven't gotten a Elgato yet. But yeah, that's definitely helped me <laughs> for sure with the video. One problem I do run into with Streamlabs, which kind of sucked, and I'm definitely going to mention it right now, <laughs> that the Streamlabs chat mm-hmm. in Streamlabs sometimes doesn't work. Oh, so no. So I always have Firefox open. I would have Google Chrome, but uh, Firefox uses less of your PC. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Firefox open with chat and uh updates open because i've had it i have that problem and i've had uh friends have that problem too where i'm like wow no one's talking oh wow there i have a you know i check the chat and i'm like oh there's zero people there's no one talking okay oh there's so many people no one's talking that's really weird and then i watch the stream back or like someone would text me like why aren't you responding i'm like oh my god what's going (laughs) on so that like during the first month there was a few Bioshock streams where I thought I was just talking to myself and I was like, okay, uh, all right. I see 17 people here, yeah. but what's going on? But yeah, sometimes the Streamlabs chat in the actual Streamlabs app doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, um, how to fix that. It's just sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it does. So I always have a dedicated, uh, window just for chat and, uh, updates. So that's Very one good. thing. The, thanks for the heads up on that because yeah no that's really good i do not want to miss if anyone's trying to let me yeah. know something yeah. um but that's basically it though for me zelda breath of the wild listener you can tune in for it i'm just excited that i have yeah the elgato now and i have this ability to do uh switch games and i can even technically uh hook it up to my ps4 and like that way have like my whole setup with the webcam and stuff too instead of like just streaming from the ps4 in which i only am just streaming my gameplay and stuff and there's like an annoying like chat option where like if people were talking to me in chat on the ps4 it was like a robot voice talking to me and i remember people would say profanities and stuff it was really funny (laughs) um yes oh yeah Bren, how about you? Have you been playing much these days? Uh, not too much. Been pretty busy. Um, Monster Hunter World, catching up on some of those Ooh. events and stuff that I missed because the DLC is coming out. But like we've talked about before, the PC DLC is being uh, delayed till next year. Yeah. But did you did you try out Dauntless? I uh, there was an Epic Games one that was free. Yeah, I tried like it out when it started. And it'd be like, all right, you're queued uh, for launch. You're queue number 56,482. I was like, hey, cool. <laughs> I remember out. this. Like, I already got Monster Hunter World. So yeah. I never could actually get into Dauntless. Uh, sure. I think, it I think it was, was out, though, kind like, of a mess. 
Yeah, that was yeah. back in like early access or alpha or oh, whatever okay, it was. Okay. Um, but now it's, I think it's yeah, it's completely. It's definitely all right. It, like my streaming like community was super into it for a while, mm-hmm. but they were saying if you have Monster Hunter World, like just play that instead because it's so much better. It's it's yeah. way better. But I never played it, and Dauntless was free, so I was like, oh, this is an easy alternative to Monster Hunter. Yeah. So, but if you're already playing Monster Hunter, that's way better. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. From what I've seen, Dauntless is a good entry point to test the waters sure. because it's free, and you can be like, oh, is this interesting? Because those cut like it's. It's very clearly inspired by Monster Hunter, and Capcom mm-hmm. has even said, like, oh, we're glad we're inspiring other games. Like, we're not upset that they're kind of, like, copying our... Stolen. Yeah. Not, not inspired. Stolen. stolen. That's what Epic does. But Capcom's <laughs> even said, they're like, we're not upset about it. Like, it's cool to see that we're inspiring other people to do something similar to test their own games. Um, but it's... There's a lot of baggage, both literally and, like, mechanic-wise for Monster Hunter. Uh-huh. Whereas Dauntless is a good entry point of just, like, see if you like it. It's a grind. I know some people don't like grindy mm-hmm. games. That's all these sure. games are. So if you don't like yep. the grind, you won't like this. And yep. Dauntless is kind of like cell shaded, so the cult, like the graphics aren't as harsh. Yeah, it's free. It looks pretty. It looks pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the mechanics are apparently like simplified because a lot of Mon- Monster Hunter World is the most user friendly game so far in the Monster Hunter fan- uh, series. Um, there's a lot of slice of life or like convenience changes mm-hmm. with this newest game. So um, it's a it's the most friendly Monster Hunter has ever been. And even still, it's pretty intimidating for new players. <laughs> so I've already played oh, yeah. the older game. So I'm already familiar with it. So I was like, I, I couldn't wait for Monster Hunter on PC. I was like, let me in. Let me get cool. in on that. And um, it's it's tough at first, but you can kind of pick quickly pick up pace. And once you're in, it's sure. real fun. And it's it's a hell of a game. I I had a few buddies yeah. asking about it because I have like, I think I got like two hundred hours or something in Monster Hunter World. Oh man! They're like, do you That's like awesome. it? I was like, uh-huh. well, I better. So. <laughs> yeah, Bren has a problem with many it's, games, and I yeah. couldn't be completely in the opposite boat. I played two times of Dauntless and was like, this is completely not for me. And this from sure. this conversation reminds me, I need to uninstall it. But that's, yeah. it makes me think I, I, that that makes me believe that I probably wouldn't really be into Monster Hunter. So that's to each their own. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. I, it does. It's a it's a solid game for what it's worth. But yeah, just sure. not my bag of chips. Yeah, I bought I bought Dauntless. I bought the season pass or whatever, and I was like, okay, I'm good. Yeah, and then I stopped playing film. it. I was like, this is good for a while. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay, yeah, it's it's way simpler. There was like. I think it was only like five main button keys mm-hmm. and then that's pretty much it. And I was like, Oh, this is really simple. Okay. Just do the same thing. Grind, grind, grind. I like the grind too. Um, yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. That's it. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Put it down. Yeah. There's different weapons like, uh, in Monster Hunter World. I think there's the switch axe is primarily what I use. And I think it's the simpler one where it's just like hit like this, hit like this. You can do a little combo here. You can yeah. change the weapon to this. And that's pretty much it. You just hit it till it dies. And then there's also, mm-hmm. um, the instruments like the, like, horn or like bagpipes or something where you can combo and depending on which combo you do that's a buff or a nerf or like a power up for your allies and you do it yeah. this way you got to play at the right note and you can combo into it and make it an attack and it's like that's that's high-end gameplay that's for like seasons yeah uh, monster hunter veteran so yeah you don't want to just be thrown into that <laughs> but it's definitely uh definitely a good experience to get your toes in the water and like see if you like this game if not maybe upgrade to monster hunter world if not find something a little less grindy but definitely uh and besides that i haven't bought it yet but i was really eyeing up dicey dungeon 
I've been watching a few gameplays of that. Let's <gasps> plays. Yo, okay. Yeah. Okay, that was one of the trailers we watched today. Yeah. That was one of the trailers we watched on stream. I was like, oh, what is this? I was like, oh, they're like, you know, tropey dungeon people, but they're dice. Yeah. I was like, what is this? It's a roguelike dungeon crawler deck builder. And it's from... Oh, it's a deck builder. I couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah, it's well, kind of like a deck builder, but with dice. Okay. So it's by uh, Terry Cavanaugh. A dice builder? And uh-huh. uh, their team. <laughs> So I, I'm pretty sure it's a real small team, like maybe under 10 or 20 people, but because it seems really like a real passion project. But they did a VVVVV and Super Hexagon and a few other games. Um, mm-hmm. But Dicey Dungeon is basically you play as a dice, like as a little dice character, and you fight monsters as you go through this dungeon crawl. And you're given just a random assortment of dice, depending on your levels, how many dice you get. And when you get those dice, you have certain abilities that can be triggered by those dice. So um, some abilities are like only for five and six or only for dice below four or only for two and six dice. And so depending on which dice you get in your random randomly generated roll, it depends on what skills and abilities you can do in combat. And just watching a bit of it, it it's so interesting because you start off with one character and as you play, you unlock more. And each gameplay it, seems to be it so did seem it's so drastically different between the characters, and it's it's not just like a, the same mechanic with um, different abilities or different damage. Like all the mechanics change with each character and really make you like you can't just kind of mindlessly click through it. You have to really pay attention, and it's done in this fucking gorgeous style. Huh. The music's phenomenal. Yeah. The music's out of the yeah. world. Wow. It's by Chipsil. Chipsil, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is one of those games where, like, I plan on getting it, and I plan on maybe getting the vinyl for all the music, and I don't even have a record player. Like, the music's just so <laughs> good. So. Let's hope it is even going to be available on vinyl. If it is, that's really cool. But no, this game does the artwork. So it's charming. very cute. I'm very interested. Uh, the whole dice roll aspect makes me wonder, are you able to re-roll if you use a fate point? So, I'm just kidding. Well, that's a talisman <laughs> reference yeah. for anybody. Uh, deep cut. Talisman. Um, so, like, the first character is, like, a warrior, and the innate skill for the warrior is they can ro- re-roll up to three dice. So if you get a bunch oh, of dice nice. you don't like, you can reroll it. But then with any other character, you don't have that option. You but there are alternate ways of like changing out dice. Some abilities give you new dice. Some abilities make you split up dice. So if you have a six, you can split until you get a two and a four. And just there's so much different things, and it's just very very creative. And it Man, it seems very yeah. uh, intimidating if you just get thrown in at like the end game. But it it paces well if you just start fresh from square one you can pick it up and f- follow along very easily it's so charming yeah that that was the one we one of the ones we saw today and i was like wow this looks really pretty this looks really cool i just didn't know what kind of game it was <laughs> like i assumed it was dice yeah i mean it's dice rolling but like all the pictures on steam i'm like what kind of game is this mm-hmm. uh but yeah if you, you you explained it like uh, a deck builder sort of it's so it's ten percent off right now till mm-hmm. the twentieth. It just so. came out like pretty recently, and I think it's on oh, cool. Steam and it's on itch.io and uh, a Switch. I think I saw too. Uh, oh. If yeah, I'm not sure if it's out on Switch yet, but if not, it's coming out or soon. coming. Okay, yeah, cool. So it it definitely could be like a really fun mobile game on the Switch. Very oh, neat. Yeah. So, yeah. Glad you brought that one up. Yeah, I've been really enjoying watching it. I'm definitely gonna get it uh, this weekend. Very cool. Let's maybe talk about some show topics, if we have any, before we play a conversation game. Uh, 
Bryn, is there anything going on in the news that's worthwhile? Uh, there's a bit. Um, at least in media-wise, f- I've been wrapped up just watching a bunch of different shows. Um, but Cannon Busters just came out on Netflix. Was it? Which was yeah. a really cool anime. I've already watched like the first three episodes, and um, it's a predominantly black cast with like a pr- predominantly black crew that who like made it, Is that- voiced it, created it, like all of them, and it's very good. Is that the Netflix original anime? Yeah, it oh. it's got yeah, like it's just on Netflix. Yeah. And now they have a new, like, opening for Netflix where it's, like, Netflix original anime. So it seems like they're really pushing hard. Like, this is their flagship for their new, I guess, anime division. Um, I mean, yeah, they've done a few really good animes. Like, a a lot of, like, okay, like, Seven Deadly Sins I heard is really good. That's a Netflix original and stuff like that. So, like, they are definitely have the the ability to do Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) I'm glad they're putting more time into it. Yeah. Definitely. And it's cool seeing something so drastically different within both animation but specifically the anime space because you don't see this level of a diverse cast nearly enough sure um so it's really cool to see that and i've been trying to get the word out for it and getting people to help help boost the numbers because as much as they tell you they're not cable netflix is still cable (sighs) and will cancel stuff if it doesn't get enough views so oh yeah there there was one there was a a show on netflix that didn't get another season that was pre- predominantly like Latino or Latinx. Mm-hmm. And like, they were talking about like topics like, you know, LGBTQIA plus topics. Yeah. And like, they were talking about like relationship stuff. And it was like a really good show, but they just like, no, yeah. they stopped it. And it's like the, the ratings were too low. It was like, well, you know, there's a whole thing about it. Like, well, Netflix, you didn't promote it at all or anything. You know, there was a whole conversation about yeah. it on Twitter and all that. But, uh, yeah, they definitely will cancel something if people don't watch it. So go, definitely go check it out. I will. And that's what I'm, for definitely. Sure. Me too. That's what I'm worried about with Cannabusters because I've known about this for years now. I've been following the development. I like the, oh, that's uh, awesome. Sean Thomas is the creator. I like his work. Um, so I've been following it and I know a bunch of people in the animation, like community have been like, who couldn't wait for the show but i have seen it nowhere else like i haven't seen any ads for it and stuff so it's like hey maybe the reason this doesn't get a lot of attention is because you're not giving it a lot of attention like people don't know it it exists so gotta promote it more and you're the one who showed it to me within like the last week i don't know if it was in our slack channel or where i saw it but i saw the trailer Mm -hmm. and the animation style is gorgeous Mm -hmm. and i feel like this is like a work of art it really does it caught my eye and i'm super looking forward to checking this out yeah it's got a strong trigun cowboy bebop vibe like a desert world sort of western future western uh so anyone who would be interested in that definitely give that a shot um also on netflix the invader zim movie just came out so that's just I just heard about that's that. a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> There's also what the Rocko Modern Life. <laughs> yeah. Rocko's Modern Life movie or came something. Came out like a week or two ago. Yeah, so Rocko, yeah. Vader's M getting revived on Netflix. And uh I it's <laughs> if you thought Invader Zim's comedy was niche back then, you'd be right. <laughs> there's definitely some moments where i was laughing out loud i'm like ha, this is silly and then there's a lot where it's like oh boy this uh this didn't age that well <laughs> but it's it's only an hour so it was just a fun trip to go back down like memory lane and just see all the characters again wow. they got all the same like writer i don't know writers but like same voice actors and stuff and animation's done really well and so it's just cool to relive it but it's just like ooh. Maybe 
Maybe Zim doesn't need to be revitalized in a whole new series. Maybe this is enough. So, <laughs> um, but what else is there? Oh, news-wise, like gaming news-wise, uh, we we were going to talk about it last episode, Doug, but the Ooblets? Have you heard about this, Jules? Ooh, the, the what? There's, <laughs> there's an indie game called Ooblets, and it's basically this okay. kind of Googling. charming, low-poly... Animal Crossing slash Pokemon game where you just like have a like walk around this village, have your standard slice of life sort of video game, and then you grow these little uh-huh. creatures or like you find these little creatures and then they can fight for you in these like little battles. It's it's odd, but it got a lot of attention because it's a small husband and wife team and um, just the art style won people over really quickly. And uh, they've been working on it for a while and the team has a Patreon and um, all this other stuff. And they recently... An- looks super cute. Yeah, it looks great. Yes. But they recently announced that they're going to be uh, Epic Store exclusive. And that oh, did not wow. go well because there's a bunch of people who are already upset with Epic Games and their store and all this other stuff. For and sure. The thing that kind of tipped it over over to the edge is when they released the press uh, release announcing this. It was very tongue-in-cheek in their type of humor, which did not go well for anyone who wasn't deeply following this project already okay so it was kind of tongue-in-cheek of like oh we need more money we need oh, to eat man. so we're selling out big time for epic games all those pissy toxic gamers <laughs> are going to get real mad and oh, they can shove no. it and like really just leaning into kind of like oh, no. the stereotypes that are already surrounding it and leaning into yeah. like toxic yep. gamers and for oh, their type yikes. of humor that's it that fits and for their audience that might work but this press release wasn't specific to their audience. It wasn't like a private Patreon message. Sure. This was public. Like if I read that and I, I never heard of Ooblets until right exactly. now. And I'll be like, oh, that's really snooty. Oh, that's, oh, I would not. You know, I haven't heard of Ooblets, but I've heard of an Oobliet. And that's where that guy needs to get thrown down. <laughs> that's over my head. <laughs> okay, you guys can unsubscribe now. No, Oobliet is right, uh, guys, a secret dungeon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, it's a secret dungeon with a trap's door as a ceiling, and it's like a medieval thing uh, where, like, literally, instead of, like, when dang. people be like, you're getting thrown in the dungeon, an oubliette is where they'd, like, yeah, it's Trump. like a trap door, and they throw you down there. It's kind of like the Sarlacc pit. Wow. I don't know. Some, you learn something, something new every day. I'm a fucking nerd. Some references to obscure <laughs> we, I think me. we all are. Wow. <laughs> True. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I can I can definitely speak on the, the epic game stuff, because I'm deeply in the Fortnite meta, mm-hmm. the whole Fortnite competitive scene. Mm-hmm. And I even thought like we could maybe touch that a little bit about what's going on and how heavy y'all are into like competitive gaming or, or if y'all are all I, at all. Not I am really. so far <laughs> removed from it all. Okay, no, that, that's totally. <laughs> but cool. feel free to. No, that's the thing. I feel like some of our listeners are, and they're probably Starved like, "Man, for- what a video game co- show that doesn't talk about the most popular <laughs> video games." <laughs> no, no, no. Because I, I would love to hear like an outsider's point of view, like. Okay, Epic Games is getting a lot of flack, a lot of stuff because of like, you know, their game store or whatever, or Fortnite, yeah. you know, exclusivity. Because, yeah, like I had, uh, I had planned to play a bunch of Epic Game, like Epic Games stuff from, from their launcher, mm-hmm. like one day. And then the Epic Games launcher was having problems. And I was like, okay, well, all of my games are Epic Games. Yeah. All Oof. the ones that I'm going to play, I can't play. And I was like, wow this sucks i've never felt that before and i was like oh my god this is really bad um so that's one aspect but then also like the whole fortnite thing like fortnite community which is it's the 
one of the biggest games in mm-hmm. the world right now. I mean, they just had the World Cup. Oh, yeah. Buga, 16-year-old, won $3 million <sighs> for winning that, uh, which is way That's more than, you know, Tiger Woods won, what they won, uh, you know, all this other – every pretty much every Athlete. real quote-unquote sport, yeah. he won more money in that Jeez. than them, <laughs> which is insane. But That is. Yeah, but people are ha- – you know, they're, they're the biggest – community right now and i want to know how much time and money and how much time should epic games or any company spend trying to make their competitive scene happy like let's say we had a game mm. how much time are we going to spend making that one percent that vocal minority happy over making everybody else happy what are y'all's thoughts being on the outside because I see it every day. Yeah. I see all the tweets. I see everything. People being mad. People doing this, whatever. And it's like, oh boy, this is a lot. But Epic Games isn't doing anything mm. about it. And it's like, well, <laughs> like how much time should should a company spend? It's uh, tough making them happy. It's tough because I know with a lot of the controversies around the Epic Games Store, like a lot of people are upset about the exclusivity. And it's like that's what consoles did. That's what you know mm-hmm. determined what yep. perps, what people would buy one console over the other. And I don't think there's necessarily a huge problem with that, um, especially because a lot of them are timed releases or timed exclusivities. So it would be exclusive to the Epic Game Store for a year, and then it's free for everyone else or you know allowed to be on other platforms. Um, and um, with this like Ooblets thing, they're talking about like, hey, by signing an exclusive deal, we can get money now and survive until we finish this game. Because otherwise, right now, we're, ra- yeah. we're eating ramen noodles every day and like dying. Um, Oof, so yeah. it was something like that where it's like they, I definitely understand why they would sign the exclusivity deal, but they also were po- not, like knowingly poking the bear and fueling the fire, especially with trolls and especially when people were coming after them and they were fueling it more and more. So I, I, I would say it's, they messed up on how they conveyed the information, not what they chose to do, like signing with, uh, uh Epic Games. Um, but with the store itself, with that big game store itself, a lot of the complaints are about the features and saying like, oh, it doesn't have this feature, it doesn't have this, it doesn't allow this. The stability mm-hmm. isn't there. Like you said, it was down the one day and all of your games yeah. were gone. Um, and that mm-hmm. definitely is an issue. And people are saying like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's Steam has this and this and this and this. And Steam's not great. I, I, by having a competitor <laughs> now, people are be quickly becoming Steam fanboys faster than they ever have been when Steam was the only option. Mm-hmm. Steam's not great. But they've also had 15 years to figure it out. And people's biggest argument is Epic Game Store hasn't had that time. So they're still new. They're learning how to walk. They're getting stuff sorted out. But there's also the argument of because they're new, they could have been watching Steam and how they developed and knew yeah. what not to do already by starting out now. So there's I can see an argument mm-hmm. for both sides. And um, with Epic Games and Fortnite in particular, like you said, listening to the vocal minority, you can, you'll you never make everyone happy. That's not a possibility with no. anything on the planet. Someone's always going to be upset. You can say, we purified all the air on the planet, and there's no more pollution. And some guy's going to be sitting there smoking a big cigarette going, ah, what do you know about pollution? Like, you'll never <laughs> make everyone happy. So that's just not an option. So, right. Yeah. So, so like, specifically what's going, like, the, the news in Fortnite right now, recently, and I'll explain mm-hmm. it, like, it, in a way that, like, if you don't even know what a Fortnite is, then that's fine. I'll just explain it like a video yeah. game, uh, which is what it is. So, in Fortnite right now, 
in in the most recent season, season 10, they update seasons like every couple months or so, and they add a whole bunch of new items. They change something. Some big things happen. It's to rejuvenate the game and all that stuff. So they added this one item. They're called uh, Brutes, and they're like mechs, sort of. So you can get inside the mech, and you can do a duo. There's two people. There's two seats you can sit in the mech. So they added this thing that is almost instant four or five kills easily easily you can get four or five points by just being in it finding one and use utilizing it and people are mad the competitive fortnite's mad because every time you go up against this item this mech Mm -hmm. it's almost an insta death instant death you you instantly lose you instantly lose your chance to win that game or you lose a lot of materials that you need to win the Mm -hmm. game so people are mad because you don't have to be skilled to do it. Uh, Tim the Tatman, who is a uh, one of the more famous Fortnite streamers, he was in the mech. He turned off his monitor, and he got four kills. Wow. He turned off his monitor, <laughs> moved around, utilized whatever. He got four kills. Jeez. And it was on stream. And it's like, wow. Yeah. That was like a couple days ago. So, like, okay, that's insane, right? To have yeah. this one item to do that. Okay. Everybody's being vocal about it on Twitter, everywhere. But Epic Games came out with a statement, and that's what's really in. It, that's what really set everybody off further. They they released a long statement about it. They said, "Hey, the Fortnite philosophy is to have everybody have the opportunity to get a victory royale to Fuck win." That <laughs> <laughs> they they're like, we want everybody to get you know have the opportunity to to get a kill to win they want everybody to have that chance cuz it feels good that's the fortnite philosophy we wow. were not aware of the fortnite philosophy i didn't know about that <laughs> i didn't know that was a thing so How they're saying all that stuff they put a bunch of graphs up they're like hey well actually by our data not a lot of people are dying by this thing not a lot of people what? are getting killed by this uh it's way less than y'all are making it seem like whatever whatever and that set a lot of people off. Yeah. A lot of the most popular Fortnite streamers are not playing Fortnite anymore. They're playing Minecraft. They're playing Overwatch. They're playing practically anything else. Mm-hmm. Because that's insane to say. They're like, they, they release a huge statement, graphs, like I said, just saying like, hey, well, you're kind of wrong and we're kind of going to leave it in. And they're like, we'll, we'll further test stuff, but. Yeah, and, and hey, f- <laughs> hey, Fortnite. Have you heard of the philosophy? The customer is always right. Yep, no, nope, I'm gonna stop wrong. you right there. As someone who worked enough retail, fuck that, and fuck you, and fuck whoever came <laughs> with that uh, statement. Uh, no, but I feel like right. if you're a business, it's it depends though. It really depends. It depends. I feel like it's as, as far as feedback, this it's not a catch-all. You're right, but in this scenario, it's like even the most popular streamers of your game are like now gonna boycott you over it. It's such a simple solution. Implement a new mode. That- that's, where it's toggleable. Yeah, where it's that, like- that's definitely why I was asking, like, how much time should you put into pleasing the vocal minority? Because it is 1%, but there are hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of, like, 12, 10, 11-year-olds that love the mech, that you love re- being in What there. you sow, though, if you're going to introduce something new so late in the game in a 10th season, I feel like if you're going to do something like that, the audience should be well aware of it and or there should be – it should be optional. It, not necessarily like – Oh, a new uh, like weapon is optional, yeah. but like a new vehicle and, that is like a death yeah. machine that's going to literally impact the the way the, the meta of the, of the game. game. Exactly. Yeah, 
it's definitely uh, almost an insta win, but now people have been like ganging together to Take stop the the stuff. But it the problem is there there's two modes. You know, there's a public mode; anybody can play these modes, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then there's these modes that are more competitive for competitive player. You rank up, yeah. whatever. It's like ranked mode, and the main problem is that. In the competitive ranked mode that most people play, the mechs are still in there. Okay, yeah, that's so, a problem. So, uh, yeah, uh, TSM, uh, Team Solo Mid Chica, she explained it best, and I, I've cited her tweet a whole lot. She said, it's really difficult to try and be a professional player in a video game where uh, the company's philosophy is that anybody can win. And it's like trying to be a competitive slot machine player. And I was like, that's exactly how it is yeah they yeah their philosophy they just want they're just like hey here's the option you can use this and you could probably win with it even though you're not skilled and you you turn off your (laughs) monitor that sucks for the competitive community specifically yes there's a lot of factors to it especially with like a professional player who makes their job their career is based off a game that's oh yeah that's unfortunately one of the risks you run when you're business and job is based off of someone else's business and job and you're reliant on that so i mean that's why a lot of games have drifted in and out of the professional and competitive scenes and it's no longer popular anymore it's because like the fighting game circuit so many games have drifted in and like hey Mm. this version of the game's really good oh they added a new player that completely destroys the game and is completely unbalanced and not fair sure congrats that game is no longer out of the circuit like that's not at evo anymore that's Mm -hmm. not being screened anywhere streamed anywhere um, so it is mm-hmm. unfortunate. There's not a ton that can be done with that. I I would agree with Doug though. Like the easiest thing is another mode. So I I yeah. primarily the most competitive thing I do is play Overwatch, and okay, um, that has a ton of different modes. And if someone gets real pissy with me. I almost exclusively play Mystery Heroes now, where when you die, you respawn as a whole new hero, and you don't have a choice on who it is. So mm. people get very upset where it's like, "What are you doing? We got to go on the air. We only got two healers. Go over here." It's like. My dude, if you want to play that tactilely, <laughs> yeah. go to the competitive mode. Go to the seven other modes that exist. It's not this one. This is free for all, balls to the wall, RNG. Sure. Like you can't control it. And I still understand the sentiment of like, I still want to win, but don't be getting aggressive at random people you're not teamed up with. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like with these mechs. These mechs could very, very much have a place in Fortnite in the mech yeah. mode. In, like that's why there's like that what end of the world mode is what Fortnite started as. If you right. want that, that is the mode for that. If you want to do battle <laughs> royale, there's a mode for that. Exactly. You know what you sign but up the for. Philosophy. The philosophy. Oh, fuck the, the philosophy. Yeah, philosophy is a convenient excuse <laughs> they made you, up on the you. spot. Okay. But isn't I mean I, I, uh, there's such as we talked about it like we're not much of uh, Fortnite players, but I saw Thanos a sure. ton. Wasn't Thanos a thing in Fortnite for a while? Yeah, Thanos. Thanos. That was a mode. So that was exactly. Fine. But so they they did mode. have. Yeah, they did have something. I don't know how how long or how deep you want to talk about Fortnite, but mm-hmm. uh, they did have something that happened before. It, so they've been known to do stupid stuff like this. Yeah, there was something called the Infinity Blade that they released the day before, like a huge, you know, event, sort of like the World uh, Cup. Not really. It was like the summer skirmish or the yeah. winter winter skirmish or something. And basically, you had a sword that would. You can like rush against people. You can use it again. You should, you got materials by using it. So it was pretty OP and they released it like the day of or the day before a big, huge worldwide competition mm-hmm. and everybody like had their heads. So they've been known to do things like this and that's 
probably where it stems from like all, a lot of the hate from the Fortnite community because they just keep constantly changing the meta. Yeah. Uh, pretty much almost every week they take out and put wow. things in almost every week, which is insane. But this mech thing was just out of nowhere. It's too far. Insane. This too just far. Just completely confirms it makes me glad I never got invested in this game. Sure, I just yeah. I have no interest. I I understand the hype, but it's just not for me. It's the same yeah. with any creative endeavor where once it starts out, it has an original vision or an idea of what it's going to be, and then once it becomes profitable, then we get the corporation involved, then we get the executives, and you you got higher ups telling you how to do manage your game that they really just jumped onto in the last year or so. Once it became mm-hmm. a money machine. So that's where you'll have people saying like, oh, we got to capture that 14 and under market. And if they're not good enough (laughs) to be like winning these battles, we need to make it so they have a chance to win. Even if that's going to destroy our higher market or or, our older market, but it's not as high of a market for them. It's a lower percentage. Basically what that is, because you see kids everywhere doing Fortnite dances and all that stuff. And it is definitely catered to, you know, oh, mommy, why can't I win? I want to win and all this stuff. And it's like, man. Uh, Nope. Yeah. That that was the Fortnite section. (laughs) No, thanks for educating us on something we're completely uneducated on. Um, But let's maybe uh, finish this episode off with a quick conversation game. Let's play I Was the Walrus. Alright, so we're playing I Was Walrus. Um, I got a couple categories for you guys here. Let's see. Um, give me your least intimidating mafia nickname. Who? Uh, when you have your answer, let us know. Uh, uh, okay. I, I, I think I got one. I think I got one. Okay, awesome. Oh, God. Alright, I think I got it. All right, here we go, guys. Round one. Let's see. Three, two, one. Let's start with Jules. Snuggles. Okay, hear me out. <laughs> Snuggles can still <laughs> it can still be intimidating if you look at me and if I'm like super like tatted up or something, or if I'm wearing like a really big business suit. Snug. You're like, oh, Snuggles. Kind of like tiny if it's a big dude. Yeah, ironically. Right. Yeah, yes. so it's like ironic, like Snuggles, and it's like, oh, that's kind of cute, but then it's like, oh. That's Snuggles. Okay. Oh, but he snuggles you to death. <laughs> so yeah, that's mine. I, don't know, I think of that fabric softener bear, and I, yeah, I'm gonna be real. That thing's terrifying. I hate. Yeah, that and bear. I can just picture him hugging you or just suffocating. <laughs> okay, anyway, continue, Brent. Uh, mine would be Buttercup Spaganelli Nelly. Spaganelli. Buttercup Spaganelli. <laughs> <laughs> Diagon Alley? <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's not intimidating by the uh, buttercup, and then when you get to this unreadable, unpronounceable name, it's kind of like, oh, you kind of take the kind of take the venom out of the bite there because you have to stagger. Are you over Italian? It. Hmm? Obviously, because you're in the mob, right? Yeah, Italian. Yes. Okay, I got, I got you guys. <laughs> it's the only, mo- um, only mob the East this Coast. This is a knows. tough one. <laughs> I think though, 
in all reality, I gotta go Snuggles because I can just picture it being one. I just, I don't know. It's like all these really Johnny Two Shoes and then over there Snuggles. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Let's talk about Johnny Two Shoes here. Johnny Two Shoes. What's going on, what's going on with Johnny Two Shoes? <laughs> That's my, my answer for the least intimidating mafia nickname. I mean, no, er, I, everybody has two shoes for sure, but Johnny exactly. two shoes. Watch out for Five Finger Tony over there. What's Five Finger Tony? He's got a fully dexterous hand that can hold things. Oh, well, Johnny like two shoes. It's kind of like Austin Powers, that guy who kills people's shoes. Oh, uh, but oh okay, both okay. Of them. Um, but there we go. Uh, but no, I'm definitely giving it to, to Jules with Snuggles. I think that's a fantastic oh, answer. Yes. Alright, but you do need another one to win the game. It's a best of two of three scenario. Best of three scenario. Yeah, not best of two. <laughs> okay. um, or you would have already won. Um, but let's see. Round two here. What do you guys make of this one? What's nature's most unexpected delicious creation? So, for instance, something someone's never discovered before. So, and it might not even be edible, for instance. So, like, I don't know. Let's say it's like a tree branch or something. Like, my answer in all reality is, um, and I'm seeing them a lot lately on my commute's work. There's these, like, cobweb-looking motherfucking things in, like, the trees. And I was thinking, I wonder if those taste like cotton candy. But they don't. But, like, that's an example. How do you know they don't? Okay, okay. How do you know they don't? That, well, that's exactly the point, because no one's been brave enough to try. It you could. be that man, dog. You taste that. You got it. It's all you. It's all you, man. I see enough of them, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> Follow your dreams, listen. Now, wait a minute. Before we get into like the answers, what do you mean the most del- unexpectedly delicious thing occurring in nature, in nature that may not be edible? What is delicious that is not edible? Because those words don't, they have to connect for me. <laughs> I don't know a rock. <laughs> what do you mean a rock is delicious? <laughs> it could be uh there's isn't there is Dark Souls or a Final Fantasy or some character that eats rocks and is like no, it's actually the Legend of Zelda. The Gorons he eats rocks? Yes, the Gorons. Yeah. I mean, they're not they're cute rocks, I guess. But those ro- for the Gorons, rocks are still edible. And I'm very hung up He's, on the yeah, phrase and, not edible but still delicious. No, no. Oh no, I'm saying it, um, it doesn't, Anything's it, edible if you really try. Yes, exactly. At least that's once. that's really the philosophy. That's my philosophy, at least. <laughs> I don't huh. understand the question. <laughs> Just come up with something that might be surprisingly great. And what would it taste like? Like I said, uh, okay. a cobweb that tastes like cotton candy. Okay, That's a good example. Think on it. I like it. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Do we eat acorns though? Uh, you can. <laughs> Is that a thing? I mean, not- Zelda does. Oh, Zelda, Z- Jesus. Wow. Does Zelda does. Like a fake gamer the Zelda. Zelda. God, no. The Zelda does. <laughs> well, I've been playing too much. Oh, damn it. Uh, you can't. Been playing too much Zelda. I don't think you can just pop Link, a. Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I don't think you can just pop yes. an acorn <laughs> in your mouth raw, but I know you can, like, mash it up uh-huh. into paste and stuff. Huh. Uh, let's see. Okay, I think. Well, it's not really nature, but I think I got one. <laughs> And in my defense, this is my first Legend of Zelda game. I think I played what? briefly a uh, Link to the Past on Game Boy Advance, mm-hmm. so I feel like it doesn't even count. You've never played a Legend of Zelda Legend of Link sounds better. <laughs> That's what I mean. This is a good one as like my first one, because yeah, Breath oh, yeah. of the Wild is it's so Breath different. Wild is fantastic. So good. Like, you're basically playing Skyrim at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Yes, it feels that way. I feel like I'm scratching the surface, but it, I, I've already, after starting a new game, I feel like I'm beyond where I left off the first time, so that's good. Yeah, play some of those classic nice. ones. 
Um, I know I want to play Ocarina, but anyway. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stick with this one. All right. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me get the exact name of it. Because it's, it's something, and I sure as shit am not eating it ever. But it, Are you sure? I'm fucking absolutely sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ready. All right, guys, round two. Let's see here. Three, two, one. Let's start with Jules. Okay, so doesn't, like, before it's hardened, doesn't cement just look like the best chunky milkshake ever? <laughs> Oh lord! Just got those. I cement totally see down. your point. Yeah, just chunky milkshake. Boom. Um, I don't know the flavor. Maybe like a hidden strawberry flavor somehow. Or, or maybe like a whoa. Like, okay, dynamic chip or something I was, with like chunks inside. Yeah, I was picturing too. cookies and cream. Something. Cookies and cream. There it is. You start slurping <laughs> on the straw. It gets a little stuck, so you slurp a little harder, and it shoots in your mouth and yeah. cracks a tooth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and then your shit weighs like five pounds. Oh, Crack the bowl. Oh god. Um, that's a really good and interesting answer. How about you, Brent? Uh, mine. It's gonna be a little stranger, so I'm gonna include a picture at least for you guys. We might pop it up on the slide later. <laughs> oh no, we don't need visuals on a podcast. It's a devil's finger mushroom, and it looks like hell spawn. And I want someone to eat it because I want to see if they get possessed by something. That is, literally uh, looks like it's from Oblivion. Yeah. <laughs> it literally looks like just like a weird brownish egg mushroom. And then as it like starts blooming is these crazy red tent, black and red tendrils that are coming wow. out of it. It looks like carnage laid an egg. Or like, yeah, it yeah. does. Wow. That is a much more accurate description. It, like it's a mix of carnage and octopus and just alien. And what but am then it I looks looking like it at? has eyes on one. I saw a picture right now. It looks like it has eyes on it, yeah. but it doesn't. I That's want someone to quiet. eat this and die. I'm not going to eat it, but oh. I want someone to. <laughs> What's it Put taste it on like? Sushi. Put it in sushi. What's it's, the flavor? Oh, though? God. You think it'd be something like, ooh, it's like a little cinnamon. It's red or something. But it's actually just like. A very smoky, like almost a mesquite burnt taste, but like of kind of like a kind of sweet aftertaste of like tiramisu. So like a mesquite tiramisu. (laughs) Guys, it's been a long day for me. I'm kind of out of it. I was just going to say, you know what, listen, I can't can't recommend ever eating mysterious mushrooms so it's i'm gonna so go weird. with go ahead and eat some cement listener no don't take that <laughs> advice i'm just kidding but no yeah, uh, i just first just going with the flavor profiles i'm much more of a sweet and uh cookies and cream milkshake kind of guy than uh what the fuck freakish alien thing am i eating here uh so i'm gonna give this one to jewel so that's a a sweep for you you definitely Hooray. win this game of i was the walrus But on the plus side, when it reaches maturity, it smells like putrid flesh. What's not to love? Oh, fun. <laughs> you are not <laughs> helping. I've already decided, Brent. But yeah, the- <laughs> he decided again that That's- I win again. <laughs> I won two games. <laughs> there we go. That, because that of that. was a very fun episode. And I'm very grateful to have you join us on our show. Jules, Can let's do some plugs and uh, tell our listener where we can find you on the internet and on Twitch and your podcasts. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. I don't get to talk about like video games and all that 
all too often. Um, but yeah, I'm Jules the Human, J-U-L-E-S, the human on all social media. So that includes uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. You can even find me on Facebook at Jules the Human. You can look up JulesTheHuman.com and that's where you can get all the links if, you know, a little bit about me because I'm a musician as well. That's my main gig. Um, I play trombone in a few bands and stuff. Ooh. And it, that, all the info is there, JulesTheHuman.com pretty much. And Very on cool. Twitch, it's a little different. Twitch is twitch.tv slash JulesTheHumanTV. So just add TV to the end, search me on there. And uh, yeah, I'm all over the internet. So come find me. Very cool. It was great having you on the show. How about you, Brent? You have an anime podcast. Yes, I have another podcast called Are Weeb There Yet? W-E-E-B. <laughs> and it's uh, me and my other anime-obsessed friend trying to get our non-anime watching friend into anime. As much as he hates it, we're forcing him to watch stuff. So I believe last episode we watched Do Ra Ra Ra, which is one of my favorites, and turns out no one else's. Turns out everyone I've ever shown the show to hates it, and I don't know why, because I love it and no one likes it. So things got tense. So if you want to hear that, yeah. check out Are We There Yet? And I'm on uh, Twitter at ABTS Brendan. Very good. And listener, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a family member. Uh, we're findable in all the places at ABT Silence. Yeah, that's our Twitch uh, Twitch channel too. Uh, it's just twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. And I'm going to try to figure out a regular schedule. But yeah, the path to affiliate is a new quest. We're going to do it. I appreciate all the advice we got from Jules. And listener, if you also are interested in my record label, it's MissedOutRecords.com. Lots of tapes and a couple vinyl records there you can uh, check out. But uh, it's been a blast. This has been a fun episode. We will be back next week. See you guys next time. See you. Bye.